from the fabulous and famous Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel in Dublin, Ireland. You're listening to the award-winning What's the Story podcast. Now, here's your hosts, Danny Murray and Graham Merrow Merrigan. Hello and welcome along to chapter 54 of What's the Story podcast. My name is Danny Murray and Graham Merrow Merrigan is alongside me. Good evening, Daniel. How are you? Brilliant. Great. Graham. Daniel. I, I don't know how to... Because technically it's not a guest. <laughs> technically it's a home. I thought our guest was leaning over the fire there. <laughs> <laughs> this well, is a, that's the laugh. Yeah, the, the first of the, the night. Uh, it's a homecoming. It's not It's not a guest appearance. It's... It's me. It's Coming a, it's back a, to put manners on you. It's our family. It's the woman who made us homeless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lindsay Danger Doyle, welcome back, pal. How are you? It's great you. to be back. You look great. Thanks. You, sa- you sound great. <laughs> you didn't sound great when you were eating a raw pepper like an apple. Yeah, before, before we started. <laughs> or an avocado with a spoon. Yeah, sick animal. I had to have some food. You don't like me when I'm hungry. You don't like pregnant and hungry, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, that's it. Well, there's the first Whoa! bit of news. <laughs> first, first bit of news. Um, before we get talking to Lindsay... Lindsay Doyle's up the pole. <laughs> just shout that there, that's it. It's people downstairs who heard that, man. Church and Hazard, they're beside us. Yeah, come on, the lads. <laughs> um, and they're beside us because we're in the business centre of Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel. Uh, beautiful surroundings up here in uh, downtown Cloyne. <laughs> the Moved m- up in the world. The right. metropolis. Yeah, we... Do you like the studio? I love it. We looked out, didn't we? Done all right, like, didn't I we? Ca- I was expected you to be more professional because the setup's more professional. <laughs> No, no. Um, to be honest with you, we're just waiting for the eviction notice. <laughs> um, but now look, we're doing all right. And we had a uh, Mark and Ethna on the 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 beautiful people, the proprietors of the establishment. You can check out the chapter with them. It's great crack altogether. Um, but chapter forty five. Well, look, oh, it was yeah, because yeah, they're forty five years birthday. in the border, Brent. And uh, look, you've only got a couple more weeks, lads. Bottomless barbecue, 27 quid every Friday. Unlimited food, unlimited Prosecco. Ring in advance. Big guest spot. Get up here and have a big feed of a Friday. Fitzpatrickcastle.com, Facebook. We, we have, we've done it, me and Danny, and it's gorgeous. Good Lord. My belly was full. I was rolling down the hill. Prosecco, I hope. No, we no, didn't. No, no, I wouldn't drink that. It was on the mineral water. And the burgers were n- nudie. Uh, no, yeah, bread. No, no, bread. no bread. No bread. No bread. No bread. No. I might have had an extra burger to balance out the no bread situation. That's, that's all right. And I might have. I had protein, but bread with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a bad bread inside. Protein, well, what, what protein, it actually was, it was just one slice of bread and a burger either side of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bread, bread yeah. burger? Yeah, a bread burger, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, look, fitzpatrickcastle.com, check them out. No need to do housekeeping this week, because... Uh, this is housekeeping. It's essentially a full episode of housekeeping with Lindsay Danger Oil. This yeah. is great. Like, <laughs> do me jingle that I always forget. Go for it. Hang on. Yeah, you do it. Have I heard this? No, because it changes every week. Yeah, it changes every oh, week. Right. So I'm just as curious as everybody else. <laughs> and is. I change Can't every wait. week because I forget what it is every week. Yeah, Graham. Yes. It's not time for something I like to call housekeeping. It's an entire episode of housekeeping. That wasn't bad. That's probably your best one, yeah. Thank you. You've upped your game since Lindsay came back. What's that about? I don't know. I was just trying to impress. Deadly, right? Lindsay, as Graham um, announced, you are up the pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got up on the pole and now I'm stuck up the pole. <laughs> Mother of Jesus. <laughs> okay. 
So, right, so it's an awful situation you've got yourself into. I know, yeah. But the last happens when you leave me unsupervised. Yeah. But the lads, <laughs> the lads from the church in Asworth are here to tell you the good news, and they're going to break it down to you. It's all right. So we're going to get one of the lads in from the room next door now in a minute. And, uh, <laughs> oh, God, Graham's going off the wheel over them there now. <laughs> yeah, how are you? All right. Sorry. <laughs> um, congratulations. Thank you. Um, how far along are you? Six months today. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I know you weren't ever paying attention in school, but surely you've seen some biology. I did pay when, attention in school. When a man and a woman <laughs> love each other very much and they fucking the fuck. I know, big surprise, not planned, but a lovely surprise. Yeah. Oh. yeah. What's the due date? 10th of October. <sighs> What's my birthday, Danny? 18th? 19th. 19th. The 9th, oh, does it? Fuck. That's Lisa Gorry's birthday. Sorry. What's mine? Yeah, what's mine? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I know yours, though. What's what? yours? <laughs> 8th of March? No. 3rd of March? No. 4th of March? No. 6th of March? Yeah. I was waiting for her to go, it's May, right? <laughs> <laughs> December 5th. <laughs> <laughs> it's May, right? That would have been hilarious. So you don't, you don't know mine, though? Um, yours, August, is it? Yours is December. What do you say? August. Oh, yeah. I am absolutely outraged <laughs> at the pair of you. No, hold on. Danny's is, or Jono's is November. Jono's is November. February. No. You, has your birthday happened yet? I've had 28 of them, so yeah, it has. <laughs> no, has it this year? <laughs> I'm not telling you that, man, I'm not. I, I don't remember birthday. doing a Facebook post recently about his birthday. Yeah, neither do I. I'm outraged at two years. It was me thinking we all had a loving relationship. <laughs> not as loving as you and the dad. But like... <laughs> 29th of October, chaps. I knew it was October. Same month as mine. <laughs> Sorry, man. You didn't know it was October. You did. I, I just thought it was... So is this the part of the show where we announce that if the baby is on time, you're going to name it Graham, but if it's late, you're going to name it Danny. <laughs> Whoever's birthday is closer to. No, this is where I realised that two years are born in October. This baby's fucked. Yeah, actually, yeah, we're not good examples you're, of that. You're a Taurus then, are you still a Taurus? Libra. I'm a Libra. No, I'm a vegetarian. Or sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, a you're Libra, a that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I've seen the way she had that pepper on no. Uh No, apparently I'm a Scorpio. Oh, you've moved into the next one. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what that means. Well, exactly. Libras are just very balanced people, Thanks. apparently. So. But that's just because he has his tires inflated <laughs> properly. <Yeah. laughs> he got the NCT. <laughs> Oh, Jay's had to bug me NCT. Good woman. Thanks. Nice not, one. Not that. She's on. Thanks, Mammy. She's only back and she's yeah. keeping us in line. I know. That's it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what about those um, what star signs and all that. I don't Either know why, and I don't care. I don't know what Scorpio Do you, Surely you don't. And Gemini. Care? Yeah. Well, I didn't plan the baby, so I didn't plan the star sign, but I just enjoyed having a read of what star sign it would be. What's it going to be? A Libra. Libra. What of me? Oh, if she's agreed that it'll be the middle name. Well, Graham's the Graham's middle name. Graham's middle name. Yeah. yeah. It's Boy or girl. Yeah. Good show. Graham it's, not, it's not a good force name. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wash your wow. mouth. Wash your mouth, child. Um, so how, how are you finding the whole pregnancy situation? <laughs> Did she say, like, how, how, how has it happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's an awful situation you've got yourself <laughs> <laughs> Not married enough. Well, what's great in the last <laughs> month is I don't just look fat and I'm evidently pregnant. For a while there, it was like, do people think I'm just a fat personal trainer and I've indulged in too much carbs? But yeah. now I'm... It's, it's, it's grand. Like, it's, it is what it is, you know. It's, I'm tired. Yeah. I can't do MMA, which is driving me nuts, making me quite grumpy. Poor Austin's getting hidings at home. 
Um, also but, remember, there, there's help out there. Yeah. <laughs> Samaritans. The, uh, well, I still hit pads. Damo still holds pads for me. So yeah. every so often, Austin will ring Damo and say, she's miserable, get her to hit something, will you? <laughs> And then he goes off doing jiu-jitsu every night and comes home and like, oh, I had an amazing class. I'm like, oh, did you? Yeah, I'm yeah. just here being pregnant. Fuck you. <laughs> With the dog. With <laughs> <laughs> the old uh, floor, is it? Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah. off floor the other week. It was deadly. Yeah, down the pier, was it? Yeah, uh, the promenade. It's like the promenade. We didn't make oh. it as far as the pier. Lindsay, Lindsay bought me a protein ice cream. <laughs> Very nice. Protein Teddy's ice cream. Was it your first of the season? Was it an Oreo one or no. something? <laughs> protein no. Oreos. Protein Oreos. With a protein. It's gone uh, soft. It's protein <clears throat> cone and everything. Yeah. Protein uh, sauce and cool. have the teddies for your protein needs and your paleo ice cream, lads. Great show. Yeah. Just know what's mental though about being pregnant is I'm in this cele- secret club that I didn't know existed that I didn't ever want to be a member of whereby women want to touch me a lot, want to overshare their pregnancy stories with me and just generally feel like I'm like some magical being that's to be embraced upon sight. <laughs> you're, you're a unicorn, Lynn. It's weird. So where's this happening? Everywhere. So not it's only great. People are being nice. To, no, like people in the gym. It's great having people be nice to me outside. I think I'll probably miss that. You know, <laughs> when you're in the shop, people are like, "Oh, she's pregnant. Let her buy." But uh, when <laughs> like up to my world, randomers in the street, oh, I like, totally oh. I missed what you said. I was. I thought that was a daddy long legs. I think it's just. <laughs> oh Jesus! I think it's just a school photo. <laughs> I miss what she said. She said, <laughs> uh, it, like in the shops, people are like, oh, let yeah. the pregnant lady through, let her through. Yeah. So I'm like, welcome to my world. Yeah. Oh, the American Express. Yeah, yeah. yeah. remember the first time we travelled away somewhere, we were going to a powerlift competition and everyone was being so nice to him. We didn't have to queue for that. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to bring you on my holidays with me and all. Yeah, that's why, uh, that's why Danny brought me three times. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. The American Express, it's called. Yeah. Right. So yeah. skip all the security and all. Except one year when they only let Carol through with Jamie and Jono had to queue up and we queued up beside <laughs> Jedward. No, nice. but we, we had to come back to you then, remember? Oh, did you? Yeah, we came back to you at that queue. Oh, that's right, I you went did, back yeah. and got you. Yeah, that's right, you did. You came back for us. trying to hide themselves. Yeah, that's right. Um, sorry, but yeah, the, the, <laughs> but the only problem with, club. The, with the American Express is it gets grumpy when you want to have a toilet break. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh. No, I don't get grumpy when you, for you to get a toilet break. I get grumpy when you need six toilet breaks <laughs> in about a space of four minutes. <laughs> have you got the bladder the size of the penal? I have like, a small it? bladder, yeah. No. Yeah, well, she has a 750ml. Oh, sorry, one litre. One litre bottle of water. I have to stay hydrated, not with fucking Lucas Age shy sugar you water. You need to start start dropping the F-bombs. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're going to be a, you're gonna be a mammy. Yeah. And you you can't be F-bombing around the baby. That's true. That baby's absorbing everything you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah. Spice bags. Spice bags. <laughs> Spice bags. Sorry, go on. So people are coming up and touching yeah, the sorry, street. Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it really. That's, that's the extent that, of it. I wish people would stop touching are, me. Are these strangers like... <laughs> No, no strangers have touched me now. All oh, right, that's it. Like, I just had this image of you down in the promenade with Graham having a teddies that you didn't invite me for. And <laughs> just strangers coming up and going, oh, it's lovely weather. Just, can I just rub, rub your That's the problem, though. They don't say, can I? People now greet. So think about someone that greets you with a hug. Yeah. Now greets me with a hand on my belly. Oh, that, yeah. Look at you, you're getting big. Like, hand on belly. You oh, see, they've said that to me for years, but not for the same <laughs> <reason>. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. So. I've I've new sympathy now for a lot of my clients that are bigger than they'd like to be. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like tying my lace and whatever. It's, it's tough going. Like yeah. So you're starting. To, welcome to the world. Wait, wait, you're about eight months gone. You're trying to put on socks. 
<laughs> you won't be. have to invent a contraption yeah. to hang them yeah. off or something. That's why I'm barefoot tonight. <laughs> but that's what myself and Austin were away there recently and I was like, I was saying to him, I was like, people are this big normally and they're okay with it. How yeah. do they deal with life? I can't. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> am, I, am I answering that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't feel obliged. <laughs> like, I can't speak from the pregnancy side of it, from the large side of it. Yeah, you just get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> you take your shoes off. Yeah, you kick back and relax when you can. <laughs> Elevate you, your feet. You suss out where you're going beforehand. Everything works oh, out yeah. all right in the end. <laughs> That's what we're... Have I that? <laughs> we're 12 minutes in, it's just like old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've missed this. Oh, you've missed this. Oh, right. it, has, did your family touch you like that? No, well, my family know me very well, so they know that if shit won't fly. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, but if they told you to be getting a left hook, <laughs> so what, what? Like what? What reaction are you giving off when someone's like, "Oh, you're pregnant," and they're touching your bump? I'm like, I just yeah, I am. Thanks, or you know, another thing that I've noticed is people want you to moan, like, "How are you <laughs> feeling?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm grand." Are you tired? <laughs> Not really. It's such an irony. Are you, it is. Are you really? Are, is the heat killing you? <laughs> <laughs> no more than it's killing you. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just like, see, people aren't happy unless you have a complaint. See, that's, oh, I'd say what that is, is that that's people who have had horrible pregnancies. <laughs> and they're like, I just want you to be miserable like I was. Because yeah. that fat-headed shit ruined me. <laughs> At least that's I'm what like, my mass says to people. Like, <laughs> Your mass says that to people. <laughs> I'm not having the time of my life. I, I yeah. wouldn't recommend it full time. Like, yeah. But at the same time, it's not... Like, do you know what it is, what it is. How are you feeling? Yeah. I feel pregnant. I feel you're, like there's something inside me. You're, you're carrying, the life you're out. carrying a miracle, Lynn. That's <laughs> what you are. And come here. Um, oh, what was I going to say? And the other thing is opinions on my training from every fucking Tom, Dick and Harry. Is that, Should you be training? Should you be lifting that? Should you do this? Should yes, you obviously you've checked into all that. Or of course, Well, who knows my body better than me? Yeah, you know? of course. So yeah. when, when the question then is when do you stop training? Or when, do you stop? When my body tells me to stop, you know? And th- like you wouldn't for me people run into problems when they're pregnant women when they get pregnant freak out about getting fat and start training if you carry on doing something you've already been doing obviously with the exception of sparring and I can't have anyone hitting me and I'm not doing any jiu-jitsu because I can't have anyone lying on top of me and stuff like that but like the squats chin-ups benching and all it's all fine I'm lifting a lot lighter than I would purely because I'm full of estrogens and estrogen makes you weak testosterone makes you strong Obviously, when you're making a baby, your testosterone is very lowered. Um, and I'm not as fit as I would have been because, obviously, I'm not training as much as I would. But I'm fine. I'm still squatting. I'm still banging out four chins. I'd say that'll be gone soon because I'm getting heavy. Are you, do you have any morning after sickness? No. What the what, morning, morning after, after sickness? I think you mean just morning sickness there, Graham. Oh, really? Sorry, morning sickness? <laughs> morning after sickness is just the, 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 the stench but of the grip. That's like I got that mixed up with the morning after up. pill. I know, I was just going to say. It's a bit of a the morning after pill and morning. Do you get any sickness around like that? I what? haven't had much. Um, what I causes the sickness anyway? It's a hormone in your body that's keeping the baby safe. Um, whatever keeps the baby attached to your uterus. I can't remember what the hormone's I, called. I would have just said regret. But, yeah, but that makes you nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> But why no, does it come out if it's protecting the baby? Why the hormone it... is protecting the baby. The oh. hormone makes you nauseous. Yeah. Ah. The yeah. hormone and wasn't there before. No. Do you know what? Are you having like a boy or a mistake or? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it's a mistake either way. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play this back to that child and say, do you remember that? <laughs> Boy, you're <a> no. <laughs> no, I don't know. You don't, are you keeping a surprise? Yeah. That's Love it. Yeah, I, like, I prefer that. I like I, surprises. I like people keep that keep surprises. Yeah. There's, no, um, there's no surprises left in the world. We know everything straight away, so... That's a good way. Look, that's very philosophical of you, Lindsay. It's <laughs> very hippie-ish, though, isn't it? She's back well, she, already. Yeah, I know. Well, she is a hippie. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, she's eating avocado with a spoon. For f- have you had to... Uh, would you have changed your diet at all? Like, what... You know the way you would have lived quite a uh, protein diet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, do you have to change that for... Nutrients whatever Nutrients for the baby? No, no. I'm just eating more carbs than I would have, um, purely because I want to. <laughs> so will your <laughs> baby having. come out with biceps? Better are we going back in? <laughs> <laughs> that baby doesn't come out when I was getting put back in. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, calm down. I know. So I'm just eating as I would, because what I would have ate before would be all whole foods anyway. It'd be more recommended. Like I was with the midwives today, and they check one thing that gets low when you're pregnant is iron. They check your iron the whole time. Iron blue. <laughs> That'll sort that out. And everyone, everyone who's anyone was like, "Oh, you should start taking iron tablets now you're pregnant." And I'm like. I have steak for breakfast and I eat about a kilo of green vegetables a day. Pretty yeah. sure my iron's all right. And yeah. then the midwife checked today and she's like, oh, my, your iron levels are great. And I was like, I oh, know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm eating four heads of broccoli before I came in here, for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> and have you got any cravings? Because you, like, you always hear those tales of yeah. cravings and all that. Do you get cravings at all? I haven't. What I have, have what I do have is an aversion to broccoli. I can't stand it at the minute. Oh, really? no, yeah. and that's the love it, didn't you? I was gonna say that must yeah, be weird. My for you favorite vegetable, Sti- I, the side of it, the smell of it. I tried to cook it for Austin there recently, and I, when I was taking it out of the pot, I had to, like I literally had to throw the pot in the sink and leg it out of the room. I was like, I can't, you'll have to deal with that yourself. I don't know why, and I hope it just comes back. But I think around the time I was pre- getting pregnant, I was uh, in a fight camp, so I would have been eating broccoli through my elbows. Yeah. So maybe the baby's like, here, had enough of that now for a while. Speaking of your fight camp, like you were, you were in a fight camp when you found out you were pregnant. So were you a bit devastated that you had to give it up a bit or put it on hold? No. no, So what is the plan? Yeah, it's like, it's funny. It it was, yeah, it was, uh, at first it was great. I was like, okay, I'm pregnant. I need to do everything I can for the baby to be healthy and let my body do what it needs to do. And then about three weeks later, the novelty wore off and I was like, I haven't trained. I can't move. I, like, you know, it was was weird, but it was definitely all, any problems I had were all my own problem, like me being selfish kind of, or me being just missing what I do day to day. Um, and then, because I've been competing in sports since I was really young at a high level. And so I've had to control my body and like my body weight and how I, how I look and how I perform. And then see just handing over control in my body. Like every day I wake up with just something different going on that I don't have a fucking clue what it is. And that's weird. Like I haven't, I, I felt like people didn't even know I was pregnant yet. And I felt so soft and obese. But I'm just used to being like, you know, muscular and stuff. And like my arms and stuff say started getting a bit chubby. And I was like, my fucking arms aren't pregnant. What's going on? I, like I was... <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't mind having a pot belly. I'll, I'll say goodbye to my abs. But what it is, is your whole body's flushed with estrogen. like, And my boobs are huge. I hate boobs. I haven't, <laughs> haven't been looking. No, I, no. Haven't, I haven't been looking. I, haven't, that's I genuinely have not noticed. Yeah. Don't send her the text message, Danny. <laughs> but so things like that, just letting, letting go of my body. And then I was getting a bit jealous, I suppose, of Austin training and stuff. 
So I, I'm still training, but what I'm doing is, like, I was in the thick of it in SPG at the time and everything, and I was loving life, training with the pro team. Uh, now I still train, but I train on my own. So I lift weights on my own. I hit the bag on my own, or else I do pads with Damo. And what I'm missing a lot is my team, like the lads, going to the class, training with the lads. Um, so there was a little stage there where Austin would be coming home and with his post-training glow, kind of, you know, and I'd be just like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> So another another F bomb. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm gonna have to edit and cut out on this one, aren't I? Um, so you mentioned there as well that like, you were training with the pro team in SBG and all that. So obviously, because you were in the process, you'd already had an MMA fight or two. You were in yeah. the process of working towards your next one, <laughs> and you've been heavily involved with a lot of guys out in SBG in terms of nutrition and helping them and all that. Like, yeah. so are you still turning on that aspect of things? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm still there. like I still have Ash and Dylan coming to me. For their strength and conditioning. That's Ash Daly and Ash. Dylan Took. Yeah. And um, I work with a few of the guys when they're in camp and stuff. So they'll come out to me. I dropped out to SPG a couple of times um, just to go out and see the guys. And then I was doing yeah. like, uh, able to do a little bit of stuff, you know. But um, uh, they were all really nice. It was funny at the beginning because I couldn't tell anybody. Because, you know, you just leave it for a while. And I wanted to get my own head around it. So, yeah. Ash was like, oh, you know, are you coming over for sparring? And I was like, oh, you know, I have this uh, lung. I, I actually did have a lung thing, like got a lung infection. So I was on antibiotics. So that bought me a couple of weeks. And then after that, she was like, uh, you know, you, but you ready to train again? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think I have a bit of a ringworm from the jiu-jitsu mat or something. I just, I'll need another week. Hang, and hang on. How do you get ringworm from jujitsu mats? Oh, ringworms! It ringworms struggle is, is real. From, is that just from people it's being skin dirt, to skin dirty? Is sweating on each other. Yeah, yeah. So be some prick will go into the toilet in his bare feet and walk back onto the mats or something. Hang on, what 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 exactly is ringworm? Because maybe bacteria, just, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a bacterial infection. Right, so I've obviously just taken ring literally oh, it's and fungal. worm it's literally. Fungal. It's nothing to do with your bone. Oh no no. Oh okay. So it's, it's, it's called ringworm because it shows up in a circle on your skin. It's like ah. a circular rash. Um, I, I it's, on your, it's on your foot though, isn't it? It's like at least foot. It's it? anywhere on your body. Is it similar to staff? It's not as serious it's as not staff. Not as serious, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's kind of that. Gen- it's the same, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so staff is really. Huh? Do you think it was your ring? Like? Yeah, generally I thought it was. But people in like jujitsu <laughs> and wrestling ringworm, once it's in the gym, most people will kind of pick it up, but you have to stay off the mats for a week. Uh, so no one, and it's contagious, like It's so. not just get a lot of Milton and wash the shit out of everything down, no? <laughs> well, they, they do. I SPG, they do. They, but it just gets in, you know. That's Lads dirt. in the showers and stuff. They Sweet. they um what you call it, disinfect the mats all the time. And, yeah, yeah. But and then some people are just prone to it. It's kinda of like cold sores in a way that you either get them or you don't, you know. Right, some people right. just like Ash was saying to me, she's grappling twelve years, ten years, she's only ever had it twice. Yeah. I've had it a good few times. Jesus. But anyway, so that How was you get rid of it. Yeah, uh, you gotta put a cream on it. And then there's a herb called citricidal grapefruit seed extract you can take as well. That's specific to the ringworm fungus. Some mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. Citrusoidal. <laughs> grapefruit seed extract. You can get it in tablets right. or in oil. Write that down, lads. Grapefruit. If ever you get it. No, it has to be citrusoidal and it has to be seed extract, not just grapefruit. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, okay. But yeah, so then, well then the next week, Ash was like, well, what's the story? <clears throat> and we have a couple of girls now in SPG as well. Yeah. So like Sinead's there. Um, Sinead Cabinet, but then yeah. there's another girl, Danny, coming into with us, and another girl, Helen, moved over from the UK. So Ash was all like, Oh, we've got a great little girls' camp coming up now. Like, we're getting a crew of women together. It's great. Such and such is coming down from up north to spar at the weekend. I said that you'd be there, and I was like, Oh, fuck, I'm gonna have to tell her. <laughs> I was like, Gosh, 
I'm pregnant. She's like, what? And she just couldn't stop laughing. She thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> she's still sulking a little bit because she's um, confirmed for UFC Hamburg. So Come on, Ash. She, uh, Who's she fighting? No, no opponent confirmed, yeah. As, as of recording, no opponent confirmed. Yeah, yeah. We've seen um, Alexander Gustafsson has been added to that card. Has oh, he? Yeah. Hamburg? Yeah. yeah, he is fighting uh, some Polak. Oh, um, he I think his name is. Oh, yeah. And um, somebody else got added to it as well, and I can't remember who. Two fights were announced anyway. That's Arlovsky and thing, isn't it, the main event? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, Gustafsson's been added to that card as well. You get the feeling that's the UFC starting the rebuild process of him after him losing to yeah. Yoke, the two boys. About time. Yeah, well, he... I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, he, look, he was clever, though. He, he took he took a bit of punishment. He took the time after the cover, obviously. Yeah, you know? maybe he picked up a niggle or two, yeah. you know. I'm sure by the time this goes, I'm sure George St. Pierre could be fighting for the middleweight title. <laughs> yeah, bit of luck. That's bananas. GSP. Yeah, um, sorry. Anyway, back to you, Lynn. Your assistant, really your is. assistant, um, Ash and Dylan. Yeah. Dylan Chug. Mm. Was there not another guy, an amateur guy, your assistant? Sam. Yeah, yeah. Sam Slater. Um, so the he's out with an injury at the minute. I'm doing a lot of the lads, John Bourne. They all kind of, basically what they've been told, John was just saying to them, look, if you need... John Kavanagh, like. John Kavanagh, if you need nutrition help, you need to contact Lindsay. And some of them do, some of them don't, you know. And um, from my point of view, like... I think what happened initially was obviously I done Ash's camp and it was so good the last time that they were all delighted with it and um, she was a great advertisement for it and stuff but um, then we all went back after Christmas and John was like lads these summies are looking a bit chubsters don't you know leave it till too close to your fight to start trying to cut weight get your shit together Lindsay's there if you need her um, and a few of them have and then a few of them like There'll be one or two that'll just text me and be like, what should I eat? And I'm like, oh, it's not that simple. I don't know where you're coming from, what you have been eating. And So did, have they not had a nutritionist in place before you? No, well, they Ash? had, they, yeah, but like they wouldn't have individually hired anyone. Like the, the, a lot of the guys in the pro team, like that train at the pro team, I should say, are amateurs or they're only starting now. So they're not at the level where the ISI are helping them out, you know, oh, like okay. anyway. So the ISI would help the lads out with the nutrition? They can do, yeah. They I think do. they have to get it on it themselves. Though I don't, nothing is spoon fed to anyone in SPG. You, you come if you want to go to class, you go to class. If you want to arrange extra, you arrange it. You know, it's on yeah. you, which is great because then I'm finding even with the lads coming to me for the nutrition, the lads that are really taking it serious, like the likes of Sam, Sam Slater, is the funniest man in the world. The que- the detail of questions from that man. Go on, give us to, an example. To the point one day he said to me, I mentioned something about coconut milk to him. Should I have a mature coconut or a young one? <laughs> D- depends on your preference. We'll take that question and all walks of I was like, Jesus, wept. Like, and he done great. He managed three fights in, in, I think in the space of three weekends, three championship weigh-ins. Because he, he already came from a place where he lives well. Sam would be kind of like me in that he likes natural whole foods. But he was just eating too many carbs and just at the wrong times he was eating his carbs and stuff. And he was a bit fat phobic and stuff. So we had to do some changing around, but he'd done fat everything. <laughs> yeah, you know, just low fat this, low fat that, Jesus. Um, so we'd just change around his nutrients a little bit, the timing of his food and stuff. And he done, he done phenomenal, you know, and then he won, he won two belts in two weekends. Beast. Um, yeah. So fair play to him. He texted me the other day, asked me something random as well, and he's out with injury. Like, but obviously he's still keeping his food tight. Yeah. So will you 
be involved with Ashes Camp this time around or will yeah. it be too close to your No, the only problem is I can't I can't go with her. Can't I fly. can't fly. Yeah. Because uh, I'll be 36 weeks pregnant by then. So uh, I'll be able to pop. Probably the stress of watching the fight will send me into labour, to be honest. Uh, yeah. so Some people say a hot curry will do. But yeah, <laughs> I'd imagine, imagine watching your mate down <laughs> to war. So I'm doing her food and our strange camp with her, yeah. So um, um, who's going to travel with her to do her food? The way you did it for well, Leah. She has a Leah. Leah Taylor, her friend from the states. She was in our corner in UFC Dublin. She's a BJJ black belt. She's going to come over. Um, and Leah's a scientist. Um, so Leah and I done ashes cut with her the last time. I was in the bath, the sweat and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. So I'll I'll have Leah on the job. Um, I'm sure. I suppose you'll only be a phone call away. Should they be like what? I'll be on, on Facetime. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then she's gonna bring over one of the one of the young lads that we spar with, because she'll go over a week early, so she'll do some training over there. So she'll need a body to move around with, you know. Um, yeah. So it's all exciting, but I can't go. <laughs> Sick. Hate that. Wanted um, to be the first pregnant woman in the corner of a UFC fighter. It would have been golden. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been, yeah, that would have been mad, wouldn't it? Big bump going into the cage. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Buffer would be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's How's time. How's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dylan? <laughs> you caught that. That was great, <laughs> you Bruce Buffer. Cool, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, how's Dylan Chu getting on with his Great, stuff yeah, yeah. Dylan is, Dylan is an untapped talent. Like, you haven't seen the half of Dylan. Yeah. He's like, even he, from a strength... He's fighting soon, isn't he? Yeah, he's fighting in Liverpool and to, in... Is it a daddy long legs or what, lads? Sorry. <laughs> it's like a non-flying daddy long legs. But it is a yoke, isn't it? Like, it's it an is. insect. Yeah, it's something, yeah. It hasn't moved, right. though. Will we call it something? What about Steve Harvey? Little Todd. Todd it is. Todd. Todd. Todd Unctious. Todd Unctious. Um, Sorry, Lim. <laughs> yeah, the Tuke. The, the yeah, nuke, he's the fighting this weekend actually in Liverpool. You said Tuke, but we're not in America. It's Tuke. Sorry, Tuke. And and now we straight in staying in camp because he has Bama coming up. On what date is Bama in September? Nineteenth. Yeah. September nineteenth. Huh? Oh no, wait, that, no that's September ninth. September ninth. Oh, yeah, it's the week after yeah. the UFC Hamburg. Yeah, it's the yeah, weekend it's after. The yeah, yeah. yeah. I seen him at the, the last Bama show. He was excellent. He's uh, he's unbelievable. He's <laughs> even like <laughs> this. Peel back the curtain, lads. We're recording this well in advance. So we're, trying, <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to merge timelines here. And to be honest with you, it's very fucking hard to do. <laughs> so. Safe enough to say, Dylan. So Danny's back, and Dylan might have lost win or lost. Yeah, well, he, he won. Jesus, he won. Yeah. It's just a, was it a knee? Was it a uppercut? Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he. Um, Strength-wise, like he's only because he's only nineteen, you know, he's starting to. So we moved up a weight division. He's moved up to feather. Uh, so he's at one four five now. Um, I reckon, to be really honest, he probably only has another three or four fights at that, and then before he grows even more, uh, he's getting stronger every week, and he's he's like a, a sponge soaking in, you know. Has there been inquiries from other promotions? I'm not sure. I wouldn't. They wouldn't really say that to me, yeah. you know. Um, I know he didn't want to. He initially had a holiday booked with his mates in August, so he wasn't going to do Bama when they postponed it because yeah. he wanted to go and enjoy his holiday. You know, he's been busy the last year. Yeah. But then Bama were really like, we'd really like you on it again. And then his mates were messing with the dates and stuff. So he said, you know what, fuck it, I'll just do Bama and I'll go on holiday afterwards. Cool. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, break away completely from MMA talk and all that, lads. Mm. Um, I recently have started re-watching that uh, American 
Prime story, OJ Simpson. Oh, yeah. oh, I only started I watching that actually. I'm on episode really? four or something. Oh my god! I finished it. How oh. did you win? This is what I've missed. It was yeah. on. It's only been recently on RTE, but yeah. it was on BBC One. And oh, it was, was on, it? Yeah, yeah and it was. Well, I watched it online. It was on BBC like Coke and popcorn or, or whatever. What? I watched the. It's a streaming website. Oh. That's only for Macs. Great if anyone has a Mac no, or iPad. I, I have one of them. Um, Boxes. An Android box? Yes. Do you? Yeah, one of them, yeah. Play it Sky Digital as well. What do you, yeah? Oh, you've bugged? Yeah. Well, I don't have Sky Digital in my room, you see, so I have All the Android right. box now. You have the dodgy box. And I use the internet to watch the videos. I started watching that in March. Yeah, um, yeah, I was going to say, I think it was about March. It was, it was when, we were in Ve- or when I was in Vegas in March. I yeah. had a couple of episodes on my Brilliant. phone. It's excellent. I lo- I loved, really loved the casting of it. Here, what's the story with John Travolta's face? Yeah, yeah he's a bit Botoxed yeah. a bit Holy He's Jesus. the director of it He No way Yeah he directs that. He looks like He's come He's a Madame Tussauds Model of himself That's yeah, come to life He does And it kind yeah. of Distracted me a bit um, I tell you it. I tell you what was mad though Cuba Gooden I didn't think was good I was going to say Cuba's just Cuba Yeah he's, he's just like, Cuba Everybody else I'm kind of, Yeah everybody else I'm kind of looking at them Like how Because I've, I've gone And I've looked at the people Like photos of them Or I've so watched boy. Like court footage Of the trial Because I was a little geek So boy, yeah, um, yeah And everybody else I'm like holy shit They really look like it And then it's Cuba And I'm like Cuba Not OJ Not OJ no. Do you know what I mean um, But like even David Schwimmer Who anything I've ever seen him in It's just like Ross Yeah Ross Even but this This I'm kind of like not Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I, mean? I thought like, he was good. I thought he was very good. In fairness, um, I went because even in Band, of, sorry, even in Band of Brothers, he was only in that thing for an episode or two. But I was just like, Ross, There's Ross. really, it's just the kind of typecast thing. Yeah, Band of Brothers. By the way, isn't it? If you haven't watched it, no, oh, I, have, I think I watched. I think I started that years ago. Yeah, well, it came out. I think it's, it was out about two thousand and one, two thousand two. Like we're talking years ago, but. It's only ten episodes. It was a mini series about World War Two, mm. and it is amazing. Probably, I would say, up there the best in terms of just like standalone series ever. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, uh, Tom I Hanks and Steven Spielberg. Sorry, I went back and looked at uh, looked at OJ interviews on YouTube. Yeah, he's nuts, lads. Yeah, like he like. Yeah. Well, I did watch a documentary as well, and it was kind of it was the angle where, you know, it was a BBC documentary. And right. It's on YouTube as well, and it's basically saying. How like who who else could have done it? I was basically saying who else could have done it? You know, yeah. That um, there are other suspects that yeah the police didn't bring didn't into bother. the trial, or they were saying that you're one Nicole, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She um she was addicted to cocaine or something like that, and she right. was in the party scene in California, and um they were saying that like it could she had a row with a drug dealer and. You know, the drug dealer could have knocked boy and killed her and him yeah. and, and stuff like See, that. The, then there is, there's too, there's too much the coincidences, so, yeah, isn't there? The, there's so much in it, like, and th- that show, uh, I was going to say I don't want to give that in away, but everybody knows how the trial went. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I'd like, still watch it, though. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, it is actually an amazing <laughs> show. Like, um, but There's a couple of things in that show that made me go, holy shit, like proper, like holy shit. Like yeah. the whole OJ thing was that, you kind of forget that there was somebody else killed as well as yeah. Nicole. Nicole. Yeah. And that family had to sit there every day and hear people talk about OJ and Nicole while their son, yeah, nothing was true, being talked yeah. about. And it's just, and they highlight that very well, I thought. Um, like they, oh. they show that other families kind of anguish a lot. But the other thing was the part with the DNA expert yeah. and how he's talking about how like the blood in the car and the blood of the, the crime scene and all that. And they were like, 
it's one in one thirty six millionth or something like that. Like it can only be one person out of like thirty six million people that yeah. this profile matches and it matches OJ Simpson and then they just turned around and went didn't you cross contaminate that with something else though? Didn't you? You didn't foil it properly, didn't you? Not. And it was like, that's correct. Yeah. And they were like, so it's inadmissible, isn't it? He was like, yeah. And they were like, so it's not really any good, is it? You can't really prove anything with it, can you? And he was like, yep. And they were like, oh all right, grand. So the George uh, Lance Oido, or you know, throws out that evidence. Yeah. And then your man gets up and walks from the stand and shakes everybody's hand. He just walks like, the prosecution and the defence like he was a, a prosecution witness and he walked over to the defence team shook including OJ just now shaking all their hands everyone yeah. in the court was like the fuck is this because so, after I watched it on the TV show I was like that was weird I wonder if that and then I watched the on YouTube the, the actual footage of it and I was like it's because the entire court you can actually like sense everybody in the court being like why is he shaking OJ's hand what is going on right now like it's so weird man it's bizarre well tell me something right you know a couple of uh, months or years after the court case yeah um, the victim's family yeah successfully sued OJ on a civil lawsuit for 36 million dollars yeah is that not a contradictory on the on the ruling like how does that happen Right. No, because how was the, how were they successful in that civil lawsuit if he was found not if he was acquitted? I, I don't know because I'm not a law person, Lindsay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would honest, have thought that's an easy defense. Yeah, like could he not just point to the fact that look, I'm after being acquitted. Yeah, well, I'd he say has that to pay out. Million was a settlement. I'd say without admission of liability, he was like, here, will you just shut up and go away? There's thirty six million. I don't think it was a settlement. I think it actually went. To hearing, T- to a hearing, and he was, like, he was found guilty of this. This civil, liable, like. yeah, li- sorry, yeah, liable, and he was, uh, he had to send, he had to give them thirty six million dollars. I don't think they seen a lot of the thirty six million, but that's what the ruling was. Yeah, I'm just Strange. sorry. I'm, tr- I'm trying to read it here very quickly, like, um, because America has that weird double jeopardy law, so yeah. he can't be tried for same crime twice. Um, so he could never stand trial again for the murders after he'd already been found not yeah. guilty. But he did participate in a civil suit brought by the Goldman family. Um, that's the... Nicole's family? N- yeah. Um, no, sorry, not um, oh, the Nicole. The, the Ron Goldman was the other victim. Um, and his family brought a civil suit. So... So they were successful in a wrongful death suit against him after he was found... Yeah. Not, not guilty or was acquitted of... Yeah, I think it's kind of saying... It's basically saying there was um, he's liable for the debts as opposed to guilty of committing them. <laughs> so maybe it was because it was on OJ's property that they're saying you're liable. I should really read more about this. I was just asking because I thought you might have known. No, off the top of my head, I didn't. No, um, we were going to talk about the other thing about the, the that rape case, the Stanford, the Stanford thing. Okay, so what it looks like. And again, I'm out the correction on this, so if anybody has better information than I do. A civil case, um, sorry, in a criminal case, there has to be a burden of proof and it has to be proved beyond reasonable doubt, which is basically the whole thing of, like, the jurors have to be unanimous, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Whereas with the civil case... The burden is less. Exactly, yeah. Um, it turns to a preponderance of evidence so that at least 50% of the evidence points to something... 
rather than requiring a unanimous decision. Yeah, it's kind of like probable. So, exactly. And that's, so that's why it's too. that's why it's liable as opposed to guilty. So that's how he was doing for thirty three point five million for that. Sure, that's small change to him anyway. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. Until he got old and he had to go rob stuff and then now he's in jail for now that. Now he's in jail again. Um, I'd urge you, anyone uh, who has been watching American Crime Story OJ to check out his, some of the YouTube interviews. They're absolutely fascinating. Bananas, bananas. Yeah, it's bananas, it is. Do you know what else is bananas, though? Mm. Have you, did you check out that on this Stanford rape case? Oh my God, stop. Yeah, briefly. I don't know, I'm not up to speed. They're talking about it on that RT program, Cutting Edge. Uh, right. Brendan yeah. O'Connor's show and they got into a bit of a heated debate which was it was it was a good healthy debate now but that that's where I got my kind of knowledge of that case from um, but it's just some of the quotes coming out like the father's quote oh my god 20 minutes sickening. of action yeah. Um, yeah I was randomly watching a Netflix documentary called Hunting Ground and it was about campus rapes and so the documentary was about campus rapes yeah it's on if you haven't seen it watch it blew my mind but anyway i mentioned it to a client in work um because she likes documentaries and we talk about them and she was like have you been following the stanford rape case and i was like no so then i started looking into that so at the same time i had the two things going on you know but um it's just it's nuts like this if you have a chance watch that documentary you haven't seen it no No, i haven't go on tell Uh, us a bit about it it's called the hunting ground and basically it's about rapes on college campuses in the US. And just all college campuses or yeah, just it's, one it's specific? Like, it's an epidemic. No, they're talk. So the couple of girls got raped and uh, they were basically told by the college, like, do you know what? Do you really want this hassle? Maybe you shouldn't have got so drunk at that party. Um, you know... Victim you sh- blaming? Like. You shouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't pursue this. This guy's a good athlete. It'll cause a lot of hassle. Jesus. Um, whatever, right? So a couple of girls and then... Somehow, I can't remember how how they kind of contacted, they all kind of started this support group and then they started putting out, getting a bit of press and then literally were just traveling America, being contacted by girls on other campuses and, and boys that had been raped. Um, and then they w- wound up going to American government and having something done about it. Because if you look at all the college websites, there's um, information on what to do if you're accused of rape, but there's no information for what to do if you're raped. That's mad, isn't it? Um, an episode, an episode of the newsroom covered this well a couple of episodes you've done it as one of the main storylines I think in season 2 I think it was and like that it was very much the same where the girl came out and said it and people were kind of trying to say to her like you sure you want to talk about this are you sure even to the yeah. point where them covering the, the whole idea was that like are we going to cover this we have to cover this story like it's a huge cover up and all and they were kind of like do we want to open that can of worms yeah. and they kind of dealt with that side of it. and even watching that I remember Holy shit, like, how must the person who was actually raped mm. feel mm. sitting there being like, there's people debating the morals of if my story should be heard. Yeah. I'm the fucking victim, like. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the, what this documentary highlights is that, so it's all, like, the whole fraternity culture in America, you know, and they're all athletes, and yeah. college sport is worth billions to, to colleges in the States. And a lot of the investors, like, or the donators, I suppose you'd call them, into colleges are fraternity alumni so they'll have been yeah. on a sports team and they'll have been in a fraternity so if there's bad press seen against their fraternity they'll stop funding the college so there's something like 70 percent of college funding in the states comes from alumni bananas like donating money to the college 
um, and so they don't want to annoy the the funders. Um, and mad. then it's like you know, they were saying like you wouldn't say to your your to people like oh we we accepted Johnny in Harvard. There's a one in four chance he'll get shot. Best of luck in semester one, but that's the way it is with rapes. They're like they're not. There's a one in four students getting raped in that colleges or in America. Assaulted, yeah. That is insane. Like that is actually insane. One in four. Yeah. And that's the um, that's what they reckon. That's what the stats say. And that's from 2014 or something like that. And basically, it all seems to be like high level athletes or whatever. And they're just like we can't. There was one case, right? And the guy. And did the victims come forward? Yeah. They go to the dean or whatever you call it and yeah. or call the cops. Yeah. There's one couple of just harrowing examples. One girl was raped by your man. His he he spiked her, brought her home. He was raping her and his roommate came into the room and was like, What are you doing, man? She's clearly saying no, get off her. Brought her into the bathroom or something, locked the door, finished raping her, dropped her home on his bicycle. Um and she reported it, rang her friend, her friend rang the police. But the chief investigator was an alumni of Florida State and didn't oh, no file way. any charges for a year. It was a year and a half after her rape kit was taken by the hospital that they tested it for DNA. And they brought your man in 18 months later for questioning and he refused to talk to them. So they decided they didn't have enough to, to carry on the investigation with. See, that's mad because in the wake of this whole Stanford thing, um, an Irish example has came out and a woman who remained anonymous in the last couple of weeks um, sent in the way she said it was this is the victim impact statement I never got to make yeah um, because I don't know if either of you has read the victim impact statement of the girl who was raped at Stanford I did, yeah, no I never did it took me about 20 minutes yeah. but it is one of the most powerful pieces of writing I've ever like the opening sentence is because she says to the judge if it's alright with yourself, Your Honor, I don't so want to address. She read it out herself. Yeah, and she was like, "I don't want to address the court. I don't want to address you. I want to address directly the. the I want to address the the, uh, the rapist directly." And the judge was like, "All right." And her opening sentence was, "You don't know me, but you have been inside me." Like, yeah. oh my like to God. open with that. It's nuts. Like, because when you hear those words, "You've been inside me," like. That carries it's weight haunting, like that, yeah. you know what I mean? It's so, um, this Irish one I haven't heard of it, yeah. So, it was on um, the journal.ie. Um, when was it? I, I wrote it down. Sorry, I'll, I'll get the date. It was yeah. um, the 19th of June is when the article was originally published, and it's it's a very, very good thing in the sense that she makes the point that she was in basically an abusive relationship, she's raped a couple of times between certain dates in the space basically a month yeah. and after the last one she was like I won't be that woman I won't be that person who knows that they're in an abusive relationship but does nothing about it yeah. so she leaves them but she said because it was happening her body essentially went into lockdown where she just didn't process it she literally just when it was happening she said <coughs> like when she got counselling her counsellor basically said to her like there, there's three reactions fight fly or freeze yeah, you went into freeze because it was the safe option, and that sounds wrong. But like, yeah, the safe option, in the sense of this is if, too hard to process. I can't. Yeah, and what if you had tried to resist? You probably would have got punched, Bash, kicked, yeah. battered, and then raped anyway. Which I know sounds horrible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to say, no, no yeah. matter what, the end result here was going to be that you were going to be raped. 
So the lesser of two evils is that you took just the rape rather than the beating and the rape. That, yeah. That's horrible. Nobody yeah, should have to go through that. But sick, man. that's kind of... So she's talking about that and she's saying that it took, I think, like nine or 12 months for her to actually ultimately process it and say, like, I, I have to speak out. I have to do something. So she eventually went to the cops and, like, she points out in the, co- in the thing that when she did go to the cops, in fairness, and they were like, look, firstly, I believe you. Because there's this whole thing of, you know, but he was brutally honest. He's like, there's no physical evidence. This is going to be hard. Mm. So it transpired that the bloke who had raped her had admitted it to two friends. That he had raped her and another girl. Jesus Christ. So statements are taken. Everything like that was done. They eventually brought your man in for questioning. Of course, he denied everything to the cops. Mm. A file was sent to the DPP. And the DPP were like, no physical evidence, nothing we can do. Yeah. So he's walking free. So she was afraid, what she was afraid of actually came true. Like, yeah. M- more or less, yeah. Like, and that she nobody said would that, hear me or nobody would listen to me. Or and that's why she, she wrote this. And that's why, and in fairness to the journal, they've published it. And she remains anonymous, which obviously you, you have to respect. But again, it just highlights like what you were saying. Something so similar to that where one person decides, no, yeah. I'm just going to leave this hanging off. And then because... The rape kit wasn't mm. tested for whatever amount of time. Lack of physical evidence, your man gets off. And the thing was, the, the, on they doorstep. had the investigating cop on the documentary. They were interviewing him and he was like, he said another time, like, um, so he was like, there wasn't enough evidence to process the claim or something like that. But yeah. then he was like, most likely when someone's been brought in for questioning about a sexual assault, it's not the first time they might have done something. So in one sense, he's saying this guy's probably raped other girls. And then in the other sense, he's like, I'm not going to bother. He's a he's a flying high level, like he's a prize winning American footballer or something. But another thing was... He has a bright future up, ahead of him, so yeah. be lenient. Another thing that came up was this guy was accused, right? And he's on the football team and the police didn't question him. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't get in contact to question him. In the meantime, so within te- it took them 10 days or something to get him into the station. In the meantime, he played two football matches, college football matches, where 80,000 people watched them. But the police couldn't get in contact with him. Nobody knew where he was, you know. And transpired that the the people, say the security of the college, so that's who the police would go to or something like that, aren't allowed. There was an agreement between the university, I can't remember which one it was, that they're not allowed to approach sports scholarship students without the dean's permission. That is fucking ridiculous. Like the cops weren't allowed to approach this kid. Because this, dean's permission. This, this Stanford dean's one. Dean's like a principal of a college, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. This Stanford one, and this came out that the female <laughs> members of the swim team had alerted the college to the fact that they thought this guy, Brock Allen, what's his last name? I can't remember his last name. Um, They felt that he was dangerous to them or a risk yeah. to what our girls like the college done nothing about they no. kind of dismissed it and hit it like which is well there was then they don't there's like you really should watch this documentary just, like i just couldn't believe it i'm gonna watch it after this yeah. but uh what's it called again they have the hu- hunting, hunt, grounds. hunting grounds they yeah. had loads of statistics and it was like if you rape someone in harvard you'll get suspended for a week if you rape someone in such and such you'll get 10 hours community service if you're well if you're accused of um then they had um three or four guys that were accused of rape were expelled after college finished. <laughs> so, like, at that the end of actually, semester. Yeah. So they've already done everything. And yeah. 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 I think it's absurd that like, this is even on a college website. Well, like, Giving you guidelines of... Yeah. If you're sure, if you do it, you only get a week. 
that, just just to go back to that Stanford case, I'm just on on I have the impact statement open and I'm just looking at it and then there was a bit that I actually forgot about where she describes how she found out about everything. And um I'll just read a quick line of it. Because she she says that she didn't remember anything. Mm. She woke up in hospital and a cop actually told her what had happened. Yeah. yeah. And like she still found it hard to believe. Like but she's talking about a couple of months later or whatever. And uh, it just goes, one day I was at work scrolling through the news on my phone and came, came across an article. In it, I read and learned for the first time about how I was found unconscious, with my hair disheveled, long necklace unwrapped around my neck, bra pulled out of my dress, dress pulled over my shoulders and pushed up above my waist, that I was butt naked all the way down to my boots, legs spread apart, and had been penetrated by foreign objects by someone I did not recognise. Jesus Christ. Whoa. She found that out through social media. Yeah. Like that. So, Lindsay, they were talking about this on the cutting edge, right? Yeah. They had, um, obviously, Brendan O'Connor was the host. It's the, the cutting edge is a live kind of talk show where yeah. the guests are, it's a round table discussion. They talk for an hour about numerous topics. So, they spoke about this. And the Irish Independence, Sunday Independence, Neve Horan. Um, made the point she was kind of saying women we need to be careful when we're drinking we need to watch what we're drinking she wasn't justifying she wasn't saying she wasn't saying like uh, it was the girl's fault around but she was really emphasizing the point where you know we should look out for each other and um, dr kira kelly said responded with we should be able to have as many drinks as we want without yeah. worrying about being raped yeah so they had a heated back and forth debate about that. Mm. What's what? What would you think? Like, well, like the same. Like, so, you know, you should be like the girl in the Stanford. She was at a party. Like, I wouldn't encourage anyone to drink till they fucking pass out. But at the same time, you shouldn't. It's like you could say the same about someone getting murdered. Like, say Raina yeah. Murray. She should have been able to have a few drinks in Dunleary and walk home. Mm. You know, but that doesn't mean she like she deserved to get murdered because she was maybe drunk. Drunk. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like I just, I don't even think that's a debate. You know, yeah. Everyone has to be careful when they're drinking. Everyone has to be careful when they're doing. I thought anything. it was quite not brave is possibly the wrong word, but I thought it was. What word do you think I should be using? I don't know. In terms of no, but I thought it was. This is a live RT prime time show, and yeah, Neve Horan is bringing up this point about women need to look after themselves and not drink to it so much intoxication but like when you think about it like i seen a great thing on youtube about consent and it was like yeah. if you ask someone do they want a cup of tea i've seen this brilliant yeah and they is that they another f- documentary no, no it's, it's, it's literally a about clip, a streaming like, a video and it's basically like what it does is it, it equates asking somebody to have sex with you to asking somebody to want a cup of tea if somebody says no we don't want tea you don't, you don't make them. that person a cup of tea you don't yeah. bring that tea in and put it in their hand and say, drink that. If mm. someone's lying asleep, you don't pour the tea into their mouth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's, um, it's actually it's actually a really clever thing. Right it is. It, it's like. really, it's funny, but it's, like, it's not funny then at the same time. Yeah. But I, I, was, I was on Spain a couple of weeks ago. I was just driving somewhere and I just caught two minutes of it. And they seemed to be discussing, they probably were discussing this, but they seemed to be discussing the issue of consent. And there was this young lad, and I'm not even joking, he was there, listen, lads, I was in an all, I was in all boys schools all the way till I got to UCD. I don't know what a drunk girl. I don't know what the difference is between no. Nah, I don't buy that. Blah blah. Yeah, and that's what the 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 hosts on Spin were saying. They were like, it's, it's very different, you know. You know, when someone's 
drunk and and what what she says the stanford girl in her cases when you're gonna have sex with someone there's not usually an interview would you like to have sex no i would not it's things progress and they move on as they would naturally so you don't have to ever be like there's no ever yeah q a kind of situation it naturally happens yeah yeah the other side of it as well is kind of just to harp back to what you were saying, Neve Horan putting that question to girls who need to kind of look after each other and they have to watch out for themselves and that. Well, I can agree with that to an extent. I do think Kira Kelly, the, your one Dr. Kira Kelly, as it were, made a good point. And I think the Neve Horan thing, it just has a little kind of resonance to me of that horrible sentence that you hear from lads occasionally of, she's asking for a dress like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And is it, did Neve Horan write something else that infuriated me? So there's something in my head that tells me I do not like that journalist. Possibly. She kind of goes a bit against the grain sometimes. I don't she, know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to speak. Do you know what it was? I think she'd recently done an article about working mothers pretty much being... No, it was... I think she wrote something, something about... Something maternity leave, was it? I think she also wrote something about uh, women's rugby. Or uh, rugby or something. Oh, but was I, she the writer of that stupid article? I, I, look, I could be very, very wrong, and I don't want to. We all could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She definitely other, said that. She's red edge. flagged in my brain for some reason. <laughs> red flagged. It might be something to do with. I think she said. Sorry, yeah. Nate Horn is the journalist who wrote um, the stuff about rugby. She done a thing where she went training a rugby team, and it was it got absolutely slated by an awful lot of people. Makeup and shit like that. The girls wearing makeup and false. Yeah, no, that is sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, anyway, um, I, this whole thing is, Leon, obviously you, you're a woman, um, yes. evident from the fact you're pregnant. The whole thing of this sort of, like, lads and annoyed out, and like, look, look I've window shops, don't get me wrong, yeah, you do, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. and, and girls do it to lads, lads as well, right. do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's when it goes that step forward that it becomes an issue, like, so... Mm. Presumably, you've been subjected to that sort of yeah. shy and it, like flirting. Well, I have a thing that I love to do. When, <laughs> I have a thing I love to do when, like, my arse gets grabbed a lot. I you're joking a, me. Done a lot of squats over the years. <laughs> yeah. See that that there, even something like that. Like, I I don't understand why anybody thinks it's, it's okay. Acceptable, like. to, it's not. To grab so my arse. favorite thing to do is to get the grabber of the arse and grab his balls and squeeze them as hard as I can. Is this when you're out socialising? Yeah, like at nightclubs and stuff. Now, not more recently, but when I was younger, like early 20s in nightclubs, people are like, there's two t- there's two problems for me there. Don't put your hands on me, you know. But secondly, do you do I look like, or do you think that that's, that's it? You're in, you've grabbed my arse, game yeah. over, let's leave. Are you fucking joking me? I don't even know your name. I haven't even spoken to you. But you come over here and grab my ass and went, woohoo, so I'm definitely going home with you now. You know, let's go that's, get your I, coat. I don't understand. I don't understand why anybody thinks that, you know. Yep, I'm just going to grab someone's arse and that's perfectly acceptable. Or worse, I'm going to grab, you know, front and think that's grand. Like, I, I just, I don't understand. I no amount of alcohol. I out in a nightclub before. Did I tell you that story? This conversation is <laughs> torn and rapid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just conscious of the fact we're moving very from very, very sensitive content to kind of some weird grey area here. So we'll, we'll park that with our content. Lindsay knocked somebody out in a nightclub before. <laughs> Fun so, back for the girls out there. You remember uh, Bondi Beach Nightclub? They used to do beach parties. Remember it well. I love um, Bondi. So I was out at a concert in town with the girls. I think it was Cleese or something like that. Hi, 
juice. Oh, yeah. that's right now. <laughs> so this is when well, we were talking about. Did horn milkshake? Well, milkshake bring all the butter. Yeah. So, and we were coming back on the bus from town after the concert and we decided we'll jump off slug and we'll go to Bondi we'll carry the night on great show and there was a beach party going on show. so the nightclub's all covered in sand and we all had like jeans and boots and stuff on so we were like do you know what we'll check our boots into the the cloakroom they were selling flip flops so I was bent over rolling my jeans up um, and I just was just giving the cloakroom my thing and some lad obviously my knickers were sticking out of my jeans because I was bent over and he put his hand on her and like flicked my tongue at me now, it could have been me da. I don't know. I just turned around. Your da. It could, like, do you know yeah, what I mean? I didn't, well I didn't, like no, but I didn't look to see who it was. My immediate what reaction saying is was. It could, it could have been Elvis Presley for all she knew. I just they were getting a left turned hand. around and an overhand right came and it was this guy and he was about six foot tall and he was out cold on the ground and I was like, oh, fuck, I've killed him. Bollocks. And the two bouncers laughed for a minute. All his mates thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen in their life. They just couldn't stop laughing. And uh, like I knew the bouncers because just through kickboxing, you'd know a lot of the bouncers working locally. Yeah. And one of them was Jay. He was saying to me, uh, Lindsay, you're after knocking him out. I think uh, I might have to throw you out. <laughs> might have to. But hang on, what about, what like, about him though? Seeing well, this how is he... it, right? So he, he came too. Anyway, his mates sat him up. They were all giving him stick, found it hilarious. And I was like, how dare you put your hands on me? But then, so then I said to the, to the guys, I was like, all right. I was like, look, throw me out. And I'll go over to the guard station and report the sexual assault that just happened or fuck him out and we'll all have a great night. And they were like, okay, out you go. And then I had a good night. Like, But I was like, he put his hands into my underwear, you know. How dare he, like... That's, see, that that's what I'm saying. I, like, it's no... Really funny, though, when you think about it. It's not, no. And it's no not. amount of no And it's even me drink. hitting him isn't funny. You shouldn't... Probably yeah. shouldn't have hit him. No, no amount of drink, though, makes what he'd unacceptable. No. And that, I hate that. It, like, even in the Stanford case, though, mm. that's the thing. I, you know, this Brock guy, his defense is, I was drunk. What yeah. was his dad's his line? Dad. As well? His dad's line was, uh, because people were outraged, he only, got, he only got six months in prison for Jesus fucking raping somebody. Like, um, and with probation as well. And his dad's. What was his dad calling a promiscuity or something like that? Uh, what was it? He said, tw- 20, 20 minutes, minutes of, of action, action does us. not. Equate six months in prison. The whole twenty months of action line is the same. twenty minutes of action. Like action is action. A, like I'd come home to Austin. I'd fancy a bit of action. You know, you talk about. You know, it's not. It's not something that you. It's you like a roll in the hay with your missus or something. It's, that's almost yeah. saying it's acceptable. Like exactly, that, it's not. To twenty me, minutes of action don't happen behind a dumpster with an unconscious girl. Exactly, twenty minutes of action doesn't require two blokes to jump off push bikes and chase someone. Like if he was doing nothing wrong, why did he run away? Yeah. Like why? Do you know what I mean? And that's actually something else as well about that girl. Like she, she goes on to mention that now she sleeps with a picture of two bicycles above her bed to remind her yeah, that they're good people in the world because the two heroes. lads jumped off the bikes like to chase a man and ultimately like it's it's harrowing. If if you haven't, I know at this stage a lot of people will be very familiar with it and a lot more familiar than I, I would be because I've probably read a lot more on it. But if you haven't read up on it, I'm not saying it's an easy read. I'm not saying it's an enjoyable read, but um. It'll definitely make you feel extremely angry and maybe give you a better understanding of kind of how victims can feel with stuff like that. The American legal system, because America, like this whole shite with now with Donald Trump and everything, and America, we're the best country in the world. You're not. You're the worst country in the world. You're <laughs> like their crime rate per capita is the highest. They're so young. Their laws are so young, and they're so. Yeah. It's like a popularity contest in America, and it's. 
who's like Kim Kardashian will be running America soon if you yeah. go by that you know it's just like but it's so like it's like with Trump um, that poor fucking uh, the Pulse the Pulse nightclub um, yeah. in Orlando where mm. your man went in and shot loads of people yeah like yeah. I've seen it I, Terrible I, I heard that I heard a quote what Trump was said and I said he couldn't he poss- he couldn't possibly have said that so then I seen the quote where he actually said, "If those uh, revelers in the nightclub had guns, they would have killed your man." No, was did he not say? Was it not something else along the line of the whole? Because he said he's going to ban Muslims. That under his rules, this man never would have had a gun and never would have been ever. Did he, he actually say if people in that club had guns? Yeah, I, I didn't believe that. it until I seen it. I seen a quote on Twitter. Someone said, Donald Trump just said this. And I was like, there's no way he said that. And he's at a, you know, the press boxes where he's doing his speeches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's saying it and he's like, if those revelers had have had guns. Jeez, I didn't. They, 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 they would have been okay. Happen. He was kind of justifying the whole gun. The only the thing laws. about Donald Trump, I would say, and it's a horrible thing to say is... He will be the fastest assassinated preg- president um, if reckon? he gets elected. Yeah, for sure. A, a couple of weeks ago, um, there was a failed attempt in Las Vegas. Mm. Um, the police got there quicker, uh, quicker. Yeah, yeah. Of son. Yeah, your man tried to. Um, son came out and said thank you to the police enforcement who stopped this apparent uh, assassination attempt. But even you could see in the OJ case, like as soon as it broke. All the witnesses were on daytime TV getting interviewed, like yeah. your one that saw him drive past at the crossroads and all, and that type of stuff goes on in America. That making a murder. Remember, we were all sure, watching they, that. Like they had that a, whole OJ case was the, the most watched car case in the world yeah, ever. Yeah, and the divide I had, like the 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 whole. Who's in court in America this week? Actually, there's a uh, Johnny Depp. Some his girlfriend's putting a restraining Am- Amber order. Amber Heard and Johnny yeah. Depp. This thing is crazy. That that case is insane like and i suppose this this is where this whole thing of maybe victim blaming or people who have been victims not being taken seriously comes into it i don't know if johnny depp and amber heard i don't know and i don't know if he'd victimized or done anything like that but what i do know is that there seems to be a number of people on both sides of the fence coming out and saying yeah it did happen or no it didn't didn't. and i don't understand why independent parties would come out and say that never happened yeah yeah I, what's I don't their get, motive yeah. behind it yeah um, but the whole the way it's all so publicized in america is like yeah it's, it's crazy crazy but you can't like i mean anybody who has any kind of public attention on them at all they, they can't take a shit without the likes of tmz or the paparazzi <laughs> you know I think worse. sticking their head in a bathroom window and being yeah. like was it runny or solid what have we got for us you know what i mean like <laughs> but the like thing is you think yeah, with, with how is anybody going to get a fair trial? How is, you know... It's impossible, with, like, you, know? Yeah. you know? Especially if you know someone. Like, you were explaining there and about that hunting ground where um, one of the, the cops... The chief investigator was, was an alumni of the fraternity your man was in. You know, he's yeah. never going to get. No. But that's that's the whole thing, like, and that's... I think somebody else made that point with that whole Stanford thing that this guy got six months for raping a girl because the judge felt as though... He was an upstanding member of society, had the potential to be an Olympic swimmer, all this sort of stuff. If you equate, I can't remember the guy's name, but you equate that to a similar case four years ago, a black guy from a disadvantaged background, and he got six years. Six months for 
the privileged background. The white at- athletic yeah, guy. Yeah, six years then for... That's what it was like, you know, this girl accused this guy of rape, this guy swims this fast. <laughs> yeah. Just going back on yeah. the Trump thing, his actual quote was, um, he said it would have been a beautiful sight if people inside Pulse nightclub had been armed and shot back at their attacker. Yeah. Sorry, actually, now, I do remember, but didn't he clarify well? He then changed it. <laughs> he tried to like clarify to and say, I, I, I was talking about security guards and armed police or something like that. He actually, changed like he, he didn't want to kill Bill's style final scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he co- he has to come out and change. Every, every initial reaction statement he has, the next statement is kind of not apologising as such, but saying, no, this is what I meant. Lads, Changing it. The harsh reality is he stands a chance. Of course, yeah. Well, you know what the chance. problem is, and it's easy for us on the outside to look in. We're we're from a small island, so we travel. Yeah. America is full of people that have never left America. Yeah. They've no idea what goes on in the rest of the world, so they see Donald Trump, and they're cultish themselves. They like guns, yeah. so they go fuck it. We'll vote for Donald Trump, and they just don't realize really how the world works. It's it's a mad place. Don't go wrong. I love America. I know American people and they're some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And I go to America a lot on holiday. I, I've never been to Spain, but I've been to America a fuckload of times. Yeah. That's how much I think of Spain and that's how much I think of America, put it that way. Um, but at the same time, there are parts of America that I'm like, what is actually wrong with you? <laughs> no country in the world has a cult of the flag the way America does. Like, yeah. No country in the world. This whole... Like, no matter what you do, no matter where you go. And I'm not saying they shouldn't support their troops and all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, the emphasis and the the pride and the, the, the glorification mm. of that is it's scary on one level. And another level, it's good because after, I suppose, people coming home from Vietnam, they're completely forgotten about it and there's nothing there for them. Whole different argument. But to have six and seven-year-olds before school stand up and pledge allegiance to a flag. Yeah, it's not. I'm going like they don't understand your brainwashing them. Six and seven year olds do not understand. But they're trying to brainwash yeah. their people then about cultures in the Middle East that are kind of. But like, that goes on everywhere. That that goes yeah, on everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like even if you look, you know, the, the flipping that is in the Middle East. You know, there, there's a certain element of people who are being told that the West is evil. You know what I mean? In in Russia, you get a certain element of people being told the West is evil, and in Russia, you get a certain amount of people who are being no, told. My point is that like some of the some of the uh, stuff that goes on in America goes on in the Middle East but everyone bashes the Middle East you know for some of their laws or some of their I don't get you like it's alright for the Americans like it's alright for the Americans to do it but if it's the Middle East you know like say an example would be like Saudi Arabia's death penalty um, and they're just always killing off public people but I, I think isn't it a part of that as well though that but they're Saudi Arabia's best mates and they give loads of money to Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia gives loads of money to them and yeah alright I get what you mean there like um, I think what people are trying to highlight with Saudi Arabia is more so how they treat women and how they treat yeah well that's what I mean you know what I mean yeah but I, I don't think there's Americans going around stoning women because they no but they're, they're they might as well be supporting it because they're funding Saudi Arabia and they're helping Saudi Arabia <laughs> that's you can't you can't I uh, think that's to be honest I think that's a different argument though it's probably a different argument, but you can't. Uh, it isn't in terms of the context. I don't know why I brought it up, <laughs> but I mean, you can't. Uh, you can't give a country millions and millions of dollars and loads of support. No, you can't. But I mean, like, and be seen shaking their king's hand when 
they have zero human rights record. For oh, you see, it, like that's politics. It's very easy to shake hands and smile for a photo at, yeah. at one end of the street and at the other end of the street hold a protest sign and say, down with this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, look at, uh, I don't know, have any of you ever seen the film Charlie Wilson's War? Tom Hanks and Philip Seymour oh, Hoffman. Oh, it's brilliant though. Absolutely brilliant. It's based on a true story. It's based on this American sender called Charlie Wilson who, when Russia, the Soviet Union, invaded Afghanistan, the Russia-Afghanistan war, he was like, what do you have to do to help these people? What do you have to do to help Afghanistan? And they were like, they need, basically, guns that can shoot down helicopters. And he was like, how much is that going to cost? And at the time, the Americans would say, put aside five million for the budget to help Afghanistan. Mm. And they're like, oh, double it. She's like, right, okay. So he got it through Congress to get 10 million. They got 10 million. He goes to Afghanistan, goes to some of the refugee camps, and he's absolutely appalled when he's like, what's going on with the money? And they're like, the money you're giving us is doing absolutely nothing because the weapons we're buying can't shoot down helicopters. We don't have it. So the Americans are like, all right, grand. We'll double it again. So they do it. And this goes on now until the point where I think he gets like 200 million together. So they're pumping 200 million quids worth of funds into Afghanistan so that the Afghanistanis can you know, fight back against the Soviet Union and ultimately they start shooting down helicopters, start getting a bit of ground back and ultimately the Soviet Union does withdraw from Afghanistan. Fast forward 20 years and that money and those weapons and everything else, suddenly it's going against America. Yeah. Yeah. So you have this whole thing of this war on terror after 9-11. The Americans going into Afghanistan but the Americans are the ones that set it all up against themselves. <laughs> yeah. Now, that, that's a very blurred line and a very quick overview of a very, very complex historical thing. It's, it, it's, it's, it's on the same point as mine in terms of the contradictory about yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I was going to say. That, if it's that kind of point you're making, then yeah, I get what you're coming from. Yeah. But it's the whole, like, America, the land of the free. It's it's not, like, and 80% of countries are free, you know, like, so Ireland is a free mm. country. You know, it's just, it's like the, the this and the that. They're yeah. not free, like... Freedom of speech. The press in America controls... I'm glad I'm home because they wouldn't have let me in if this had gone out before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like the press in America are, are dictating that people should vote for Donald Trump, for example. Example, You know what I mean? Some of them, yeah. Some of them. But then again, uh, at Fox, Danny? Uh, yes and no. It's kind of weird. Fox are very much a Republican news organization, but I think there's a little bit of schizophrenia in the camp because they're like, we can't support Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. He's Republican. We're supporting. We can't support Donald Trump. They hate, Fox are like a, a, they a, hate Hillary. a woman like the day before she gets her period. Can't make a decision. Yeah. Can't yeah. do anything. There's um, like it's going to be interesting to see what happens because there's a lot of people who are unhappy because you know Hillary can't manage a fucking email. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell us about that, Danny. Jesus wept if they were having the first female president. You know, there's better candidates. But but that was that email, Malark. I, I don't. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not I'm not 100 percent up to speed with it. Essentially, what I believe happened is she, her security is weak as shit. Um, she had a lot of stuff stored and sent that shouldn't have been, and it fell into the wrong hands. And what's really funny about it is that the FBI are actually investigating it. And um, Hillary then after that tragedy in the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Hillary tweeted something like. Um, how could somebody being investigated by the FBI get guns and commit this crime? And then somebody replied to her tweet with like, how can somebody being investigated by the FBI run for president? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how's that fair, Hillary? Yeah. Mm. I don't suppose she answered, did she? Uh, of course not. <laughs> um, but I suppose, look, it's that whole thing. There's a lot of people who are thinking as well, like, Clinton, it's a political dynasty, isn't it? Like, Bill, mm. now Hillary, you know, like the Bushes all over again. But 
I don't know. Look, I'm I'm not. She's probably the best of a bad bunch. I was hoping Bernie Sanders was going to be able to leap through, but I don't know. And I I, I kind of gave up on what's no. I I normally love American presidential elections. Like I took time off to watch Super Tuesday. I absolutely love the caucuses. Like, but I don't know why I just fell off this one and haven't gone back and watched any of it. <laughs> haven't paid attention to it since. I think. Well, around mid May, I kind of just went. Nah, that's it. I'm done. So, yeah. I think it's probably because it's so far fetched. There's so much other stuff you can be watching that's that's what I, I, yeah. I was gonna say. I've actually spent my time watching stuff that has absolutely no relevance to real world shit anymore. Now I just have to crack. Like I've yeah. started to do that a lot lately with telly. If I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, and about 20 minutes in, I'm kind of saying to myself, "Is my life going to change in a positive light by watching this?" Or by yeah, that's yeah. what I, watching this. I don't watch the news anymore. Most of the time, it's. I, I've stopped watching the news for a long time. Yeah, yeah I don't I watch the news anymore. As soon as I stopped in yeah. my law office, I stopped watching the news. I, I used to have to keep up to date with it for clients and stuff like that, but now I'm just like... It's just depressing. It's nothing but bad news. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, like, it's just one of them. That was a bit of a downer, lads. Can we yeah. <laughs> but there is a time in what life are we where, <laughs> where you have to watch something that's mind-numbing that makes you a little bit stupider. Like, when I'm going for an L nap in the afternoon, I like putting something... Ridiculous on Netflix, so I'll happily yeah. fall asleep with some nonsense. Super going troopers, on. yeah. <laughs> like oh my god, storage wars or some shit. I'd love no. to see that new uh, Pixar one, uh, Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to watching that actually. Big um, uh, Rodal, what is it? The BFG, BFG looks yeah. amazing. Steven Spielberg directed, unbelievable. Yeah. Can't wait. Did um, you see Sing Street? I seen it at the weekend, yeah. I seen it, I it, it. brilliant. Oh, so good, it's brilliant. And first time in the Lighthouse Cinema as well. It was great. Spot. Lighthouse Cinema is a great spot, love it's it. a hidden gem, yeah. Really, really is. There's a few places like that that I love that are just. I've been saying that I always go to Slorgan to the cinema because it's full of just old people. Yeah. So you, you know, normally have to place yourself in Slorgan. Like, Slorgan's like your bloody sitting room or it's something. It's great. Yeah. It is because this, the screens are small enough that like you know it's grand. It's not going to be packed and sweaty and all that. But if you go most of it, unless like something really big like like when Batman or something came yeah, out, yeah. obviously it's going to be packed in because you know all the nerds are going and all that. Like, but if you go just randomly, like nine times out of ten, it's going to be you. And a pensioner who's just looking to get out of the rain. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have to sit through them rustling through a few words original oh, during the trailers. Till they run out, yeah. I always Dun- go to the Leary picture house. Do I, I had an experience I don't like Dunleary or yeah. Dundrum because I don't like people and there's always a lot that's, of people yeah. <laughs> I don't like people no, that's, that's works with people same. every day I don't like people and exactly when I'm not being paid to deal with them See, this is <laughs> <laughs> I hope that none of them listen to this <laughs> um, I don't like huge crowd I get very it's not that I'm like claustrophobic or agoraphobic or anything like that it's just I actually think since I watched World War Z, I, <laughs> I can't cope with the thought of a zombie apocalypse breaking out in a huge crowd knowing that I don't run. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Odds are against you. Exactly. So Just get a scooter, of, Danny. I act, uh, I'm not even messing. I'm not, you're not. You're giving up on life when you've got... You no, you get a scooter, you might as well start wearing Crocs. I bought a pair of Crocs. No, I didn't. No. Uh, you better be messing. Of course I'm messing. You're not I bringing Crocs. Crocs. I, did you wear Crocs and legs last week? <laughs> no. I wore a speedo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have Crocs. I, I'll let I don't have, no, I don't, I don't have you Crocs. You can 100% confirm you don't have Crocs. I can 1 million percent confirm That's I don't okay. have Crocs. I le- I no friend of mine Vegas. owns Crocs. What's your scooter story? You're couple, not getting one. A couple of years ago, I was at the Monaco Grand Prix. right? And uh, <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, if a scooter was good enough for Michael Schumacher, a scooter is good enough for Danny Murray, like... Who was it? The Pav- Pavarotti or something? Pavarotti. 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 
I won't have a, I won't have a bad word said about Luciano Pavarotti. No, but doesn't he go around on one of those scooters? Oh, he's brown bread. I was going to say, he'd be doing well too. He's been <laughs> about five years. Did he used to? No, no. Well, not right now. Maybe he was a real, real fat Probably one of those opera cat- singer. He, he did go around on a little Vespa. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about one of them scooters. I'm talking about... He's talking about that. No, I know, but who's the real fat opera singer that goes around on one of those I've given up on life? No, he was going around on a golf, a golf cart when he was gigging. Like, he'd go uh-huh. from his green room or whatever to I the golf cart. No, I don't know. But I remember not a know. bikes. He's talking about a scooter. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, one foot on, the other foot. Kicking. Oh, with that type of scooter? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I thought you were talking about a mobility scooter that no, you put your granny no. in in the airport because it's too far away for it. No, I rent one of them from in the shopping centre for traffic. <laughs> <laughs> you can rent them in a... Do that action again. People you can't can, see that, Graham. Yeah, oh that's yeah. just for us. That's just for us. Um, the Whitewater <laughs> Shopping Centre in Newbridge in County Kildare, you can rent mobility scooters. And every time I'm in there and I walk by it, I always walk by it a little bit of regret that I'm, that I'm not going in. I'm just like, I would love to just go in and just... You'd be judged then. I wouldn't care. Just you rally listen, up and down. You'll have given up on life then, then. No. <coughs> but um, Yeah, no. I was have you given up on life? Of course not. Well, then don't be getting one of those. Hey, Lance, this isn't an intervention. I was talking. I was talking about a scooter <laughs> like you get when you're a child. Where you, you two oh, hands... You have a little tea bar How do we even get into this? What are you going to scooter for? I can't for? remember. <laughs> oh, you were talking about those. Is that what you were doing with that? Oh, yeah. my God. Did you not know that's why you were doing that? I thought you were talking about the old, the old man scooter. No. And the Americans that, that they go like around. An electric in, one. In the fun parks no, and all. I'm talking about the one where you have one, one leg on the scooter. All right. And, and the other, like a skateboard with a And the other is doing that. And that's how you get motion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Snorts. There was a mad crazy. This end. isn't an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I've no intention of getting a mobility scooter. Can we relax? Put the fork here? down. Can we relax? What here? about the Crocs? Oh. I left them in Vegas. <laughs> they were comfortable in the heat. Do you oh know what I mean? I no, I'd never and I never wore own Crocs. No matter what anybody says. This, we that's, were getting that something there, lad. That is, a, that is an outrageous accusation, can I say, by the way. And people out there, especially the likes of Gary McElhinney and Cow and Jonathan Murray in particular, are going, oh, look at you with your crocs, you little dick. Yeah. So next you'll be telling them about the time you pissed yourself. Oh, Fun- yes. Funny you should say that. Uh, once upon a time, to- I'll tell you the story, I might as well, fuck it, mm-hmm. right? Amongst friends, circle trust. Well, I piss myself regularly now that I'm pregnant, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real. Oh, yeah. Danny first. Every sneeze yeah. and cough is a danger. <laughs> I, uh, once upon a time, I used to do comedy gigs. And I was doing a gig in Tralee, which is an extremely long drive. And uh, I was trying to find parking for the hotel. Needing a wee. And uh, it turns out Tralee is an awful kid for parking. I'm driving around, driving around. Eventually find this church car park. And I'm thinking, yeah, all right, grand, I'll just park in here for night. It's a church grand. And then I see a sign saying, gates closed. 9.30pm, reopen, 11.30am, and I'm like, I'm out of here at 8 o'clock in the morning, that's not good to me, so it's like, I'll just park, I'll run over, take a Jimmy Riddle again, the wall over there, it'd be grand, and then there was that little part of me, Brian, that's Irish, and I was like, you can't wee in a church, what's wrong with you, <laughs> so, I held it, and that was my mistake, yeah, have you ever checked into a hotel covered in your own piss? <laughs> So you were sober? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100% sober. Oh, I just, God. 
just couldn't hold it in. It just oh my god, like, it, it, all, ho- like trickles are all over. Oh no, full, full on. Like, Once you start your bladder, it's not going to stop. That's it. Like, yeah, like like oh poor god. thing. Yeah, full on. Would you yeah. not have just peed out the door or something? That's why I don't see, understand. This is, it's easy for you. See, this, yeah, yeah, no see, this, or a cup or this is the weird thing, like because I was holding it and holding it and holding it, and I genuinely just think I got that distracted and that flustered by the fact that I couldn't find parking and that I needed a piss. That I like I was already halfway through taking away before I realised, oh You're my god, I, I'm pissing my pants here. Oh my god. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I um I had to I had to fashion a cover for myself by basically tying a hoodie around my waist <laughs> and carrying me bag in front of me. Hoping that. <laughs> Whether your car was the car hoping, soaked. Yeah, yeah, my car seat was soaked. Is the hoodie soaked. Uh, the hoodie's gone. Long has gone. Um, oh so you I had, had the hoodie covering the pad. I had a toy like. Now that I'm looking and thinking back about it, I'm like, I definitely look like a gimp, right? Because I had the to- the hoodie tied around my waist, but like, do you know what I mean? Like when you tie it around your waist, it's kind of like it covers your arse. I suppose I had it the opposite way around, tied around my waist and swung it so that the knot was at the back of my waist. <laughs> But the to actual cover your crotch. Yeah, exactly. It was cool. and I was carrying the bag in a way that was like praying to Jesus that my arse wasn't soaked because I was sitting down when I had wet myself. Oh, Danny, that's too so, much. That's um, annoying. So checked in anyway, straight up to the room, and I was like, "I'm only staying for one night. I've only like these jeans and, and, and a pair of shorts. I can't do a county gig in a pair of shorts in a nightclub." Like, so I washed them in the bath. <laughs> With the free soap from the hotel, <laughs> and I broke two two hair dryers I took to get them dry. Are you serious? <laughs> I swear to God, yeah, oh yeah. The oh first, the first one board thing. Oh, about an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, Jesus, that'll be more than that. No, because I mean, like, I didn't wash the entire pair of jeans. I washed oh, just the area, the affected area. You know what I mean? And I went across route with Dons oh and bought two God. cans of Lynx Africa. Spray it the fuck out of the door. Why did you buy your jeans and dons, you lunatic? Yeah. No, it wasn't there. Like, the it didn't have. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah, the yeah. grocery. The, yeah, I did, because that's when I seen dons. I was like, oh, okay, all right, maybe I'll get away with it. Even if it's just a pair of tracksuit bottoms or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Because um, I was just. Like, because that's where my head was going. My head was like, I'll buy tracksuit bottoms and sure, I'm from Dublin in the country. I'll just pretend to be a scrub for the comedy for yeah, the sake of it. Like, no, no. Two cans of Links Africa. Sprayed the bejesus out of them. Smelled like a, smelled like a 15 year old going to a disco. Oh, too much so well, i i weighed myself recently <laughs> if you're pregnant you have an excuse yeah, i the struggle is real no one told me i actually texted my friend who has two babies and i was like here i just coughed and i weed a little and no one told me about this and she was like oh yeah welcome to pregnancy i was like <laughs> this shit needs to be advertised you know um yeah. why, why, how ago, does that happen why does that happen your bladder is because you're because everything else is the baby pushing your, your bladder room is grown all your organs are squeezed, like, to make room. So, Jesus. pretty much, yeah, the baby's... And this baby lives on my bladder. My bladder's pretty small, anyway. But a few weeks ago, um, me and Austin were messing. I don't know what was happening. Or he said something funny or whatever, but we were cracking up laughing. And then I was like, oh, God, you'll have to stop. And then he, whatever, I just couldn't. And I just, I like, I had a little wee, and I was like, oh. And he was like, did you just... Oh, my God. And he followed me. So I had to run out of the bedroom down to the toilet and he followed me to the toilet and sat on the floor laughing at me while I was having a wee on the toilet going, oh my God, you just weed yourself. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. it was a nightmare. That's hilarious. acceptable though, Danny's isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm mean, I, like, I, I was like, what, Do you 20? carry a bottle or that now, just in case? Um, 
Well, no, like, it just tends to be anti-battles in my car, but I, I, just, I just hop out now. Like, I, I wouldn't hold it anymore. Like, I've, yeah. It's got to the point where I'm like, I'm not holding it anymore. I have to fear if, about holding. Exactly, yeah. I'm kind of like, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe because I, I held wheels for extremely long periods of time before, and maybe I was like, maybe that's it. Maybe I broke it. Like, that, <laughs> that I can no longer hold it. Maybe that's it. Like, maybe I can only hold it for like half the amount of time that I previously could. Maybe I've damaged something. So that now, when I have to go, I've only got a couple of minutes and then I have to go. Like, so now if I need to go, if I'm on the M50, even I'll just pull over and have a wee in the bush. People beep at you, but I don't care because I'm not pissing my pants anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'd have dry pants and a red face. Exactly, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, I used to, I live at the top of a hill in a cul-de-sac and I used to get off the 45A and knock into Neil Dunn's house at the bottom of the hill because I was afraid I wouldn't make it to the top of the hill to my own gaff and yeah. use their toilet. Yeah, like, I mean, the struggle is real. <laughs> struggle is absolutely real, like. Um, next time we're on, I'll tell you time I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping not to have one of those stories. Although apparently in labour, it's, it's, it's uh, a yeah. possibility. Yeah, you're you're squeezing uh, out a poo instead of a baby. You're gonna have a poo and you're gonna rip your fanny. Yeah, fuck. That's that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy some Crocs then. Fuck it. It's exactly. Not yeah. Don't buy any Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> buy Crocs. Buy a Moo Moo. Buy a mobility scooter. Give up on life. The Danny Murray method. Moo <laughs> <laughs> Moo. I don't see. Is that my permission to slap me across the face if he's ever seen me in Crocs? Yeah, I completely deal. agree with that. That is an absolute deal. With the croc. Take the croc off my foot and slap me across the face. I'm born the croc then. Crocs? Who invented crocs? Mad things. Absolute mad things. Lynn, we need to get you home to your bed. Yeah. Um, it's been a pleasure. Do you like the view? I love it, yeah. Do you like our new graph? Did we do all right? We land on our feet slash wheels? Yeah, yeah I love your tablecloth. <laughs> It's good, isn't it? Danny brings that up every week. It's very Belt. themed. He, t- he took it off the snooker table at home. Did yeah, yeah. Um I feel like oh, I wish we had a... V- you made use of the notepads and stuff and wrote some stuff or drawn some pictures. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, Mero wrote something down. Um, Netflix Hunting Ground. That's what he wrote down. The documentary, you yeah. recommend it. Everyone watch OJ as well. Yeah. No, normally we just drop Mickey's. And I was just <laughs> going to say, yeah, yeah. I'm just not very artistic. That's Todd has a move. Todd has a move. I'm worried about Todd. We must check on him before we leave. Um, but yeah, look, Lynn, thanks for coming back into us. Thanks great, for having me. Great to see you. Um, that yawn definitely says we're out of time <laughs> you, besides having a, a, a child besides being with child you may have other big news coming soon I do yeah but you'll have to wait for that one thing at a time yeah so Some changes of foot yeah it'll be another excuse to have a reunion I suppose yeah deadly can't wait not for that not one to be idle I suppose I'll be up to I'll be spending my maternity leave doing other stuff have you got a timeline of when you're going to go back training in MMA yeah, I've said January hopefully um, He's so not messing about me. with you. Absolutely no one, no. So hopefully, baby comes mid October, you know, November, December to get myself back in shape, and then poor baby, January. Danny. Baby will never have a happy meal. <laughs> oh, All of my child's meals will be happy. None of them will be from McDonald's. Then you're gonna be feeding a thing an avocado. There's nothing happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, allow the kid have a happy meal. That's like you buying a Ferrari and me saying. Ah, Jesus, just put some Tesco petrol in your Ferrari once in a while, will you? Yeah, if if me and Graham are babysitting, we're getting a spice bag. <laughs> yeah, we'd be great babysitters. It's a real yeah. worry about leaving that kid with my parents and them giving it biscuits and chocolate. Me and Graham, me and Graham babysitters. I'm just taking a selfie, the kid in the middle of us. Oh, my God. Spice yeah. bag. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> <lid. laughs> we'll definitely babysit. Now, the kid would probably go, eh, that's rotten. Yeah. Sure, oh, my God, it's so processed. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you're definitely Lindsay's child, you little shit. Stupid kid. <laughs> you will don't, eat the spice bag and you will like it. Don't turn into one of them parents that no. I've ranted about on this podcast. 
the photos and all. Yeah, don't. Sure, you know me. I'm like I. So many people have like I'm like I'm, I'm pregnant. They've seen me and they're like, "You fat are pregnant." I'm like, "No, I'm pregnant." And they're like, "For who?" And I'm like, "Exactly." <laughs> There's never like nobody a, knows that about your all that life. goes on my Go Facebook on. is this is me training or yeah. this is yeah. a funny yeah. clip. So my mom said, "Who for who?" <laughs> I, I've been telling people Linda Kenny just for the crack of being like she, she wants to get into power man what can I say yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, should do anything well look whoever the die is <laughs> <laughs> did a wheelchair come up in the x-ray <laughs> no, I'll let you know <laughs> or the KFC bucket <laughs> <laughs> oh my god now right Lynn we genuinely need to get you home to your bed right. thanks for coming into us been great to see you. it's been great to hear from you thanks for i'm sure me. i'm sure the people of the borough and whatnot would be delighted to hear you on this once again congratulations to you and austin uh, if people want to follow your adventure so Lindsay doyle pt everywhere yeah anywhere yeah and yeah. austin radigan pt yeah or do you care about him sure. not really okay all right well no just you know because when you're not working maybe you could direct people towards him instead well, people should still look for me and then I can just pay him like five or an hour to take my clients. <laughs> <laughs> Slave labour. All right then. Uh, brilliant. Look, we're uh, at WTSPod on Twitter. Facebook.com forward slash WTSPod Ireland. iTunes at WTSPod. Stitcher WTSPod. Anywhere and everywhere there's a podcast. We'll search WTSPod and we're there. Rate, review, subscribe. Check out previous chapters. Even the ones where Lindsay was a permanent member of the team and where she, before she abandoned us to make us homeless. <laughs> at America Mania for Crying American at Dan John Murray for me but lads that's it it's great to see Lindsay again she'll be back on again some other day but until next week good luck my god bless see you